1: Thursday, the tenth, twenty eleven. It's uh one of those binary days. Interestingly enough, tomorrow's gonna be one 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 one. Uh so as well as Memorial or Remembrance Day, it's also Everything's On Day. That's gonna be interesting, eh? Yep. Um Dave, uh I should probably do the full introduction. This is Webcology, my masturbator.fm. This is Jim from Digital always and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO out in Victoria. Dave, how are you, you doing this fine day? I'm doing
2: great. You say that so quickly, it's like you're at, like, I don't know, you've done it 500 times or something at
1: this point. 173 times as of this morning, I think, at least for Webcology. Right. I think we've done 173 shows, including this one.
2: You know, so counting commercial breaks, we probably are at about 500 times that you've had to utter that quick sentence uh, also as we yeah, come back from commercial
1: I say it in my sleep, and my girlfriend wonders, like, who this Dave fellow is. She's got a lot of questions for you after that, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely, but, you know, I'm an SEO, I can think on my feet, I can muddle through this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so, been a neat week in, uh, in tech. Flash is dead, huh? No. Well, Flash isn't dead. Flash is just dying really quickly. Yeah. Adobe yesterday announced that they weren't going to be doing any more development on Flash vis-a-vis mobile devices. Yeah. And, uh, good. <laughs> in eh? Uh um, the- Steve Jobs continues to impact the uh, and improve the world of computing from uh, now from the grave um, flash is dead. Yeah I mean one has to debate
2: now the reason that flash is dead as Steve Jobs Im- Im, uh, you know continued impact I-, I have to go yeah, I don't like the reason <laughs> why uh, or, or the reasons why uh, why uh, uh, the iPhone wasn't uh, or never supported flash but, um, I, I'm glad it's going away. So I mean, you know, and, there, and there's better technologies replacing it to, uh, you know, HTML5 stuff like that to, um, you know, facilitate the same functions in a better way. So um, makes perfect sense that you know, as, as mobile becomes more prevalent, we need these technologies to merge um, in what's going to be um, utilized. You know, I mean, uh, web designers in the typical sense who are also trying to build for mobile sites need to start. You know, connecting these technologies. So, uh, I think we're going to see its its gradual decline. Um, you know, as, as you know, more more and more people are moving to smartphones. Do people want to be building you know multiple websites or, or using just simpler versions of um, of their original sites? Right, sort of stripping them down as uh, as, as your friend of mine, Cindy Crum, has you know had pioneered. You know, I don't know how many years ago. Um, so you know, yeah, seeing its seeing its decline, I, I won't be crying any tears.
1: Well, so um, here's another Webcology action item. we got to get an action item to do. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, especially for those guys <laughs> at the dojo do. Um, if uh, your clients are, if, you know, everyone, all of us out there have come across the websites uh, made almost entirely of Flash. Some of us have clients who have websites made of Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, SEOs out there, here's, you got to advise your clients of the changing landscape of technology. Search over mobile devices is now twenty-two percent of all searches conducted. I think that was a Forrester statistic that came out earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um Flash is dead, guys. Let's move away from Flash and you know, if you're um, if you're running your own business, um perhaps you can help your clients move away from Flash and you know, make it a uh, better January and February next year for everyone.
2: There we go. What more can you ask for uh ask more than that than a good start action to item change. make action. money actually <laughs> i think we could just you know tattoo that on ourselves and make that a constant action item um
1: so yeah i mean I that's still want an action item noise really badly we got to get one uh let's 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 talk george about that <laughs> on
0: the air. All,
1: right. all right uh we,
2: we yeah, i think we'll have to brainstorm what that would sound like but uh yeah, let's brainstorm that. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll try and launch a new action item sound effect for uh, for next week. Um, so we got a big show then, but we got lots of news to to pound through. Anything else on uh, on on your docket? Um, uh,
1: well, let's see. I have a whole bunch of the. It's been one of those weeks, dude. I've had the most amazing um, SEO. Like, you know, you, you you run Beanstalk. You run your own company. You know what it's like where you spend weeks where you're just doing administration or you're Writing proposals, or you're um, on the phone doing business, and you don't actually get to dig your hands in and do real SEO or real analytics, and mm-hmm. you know all the exciting stuff that brought you into the industry. You don't do it anymore because you know you have other people doing it. Right. The last few weeks, up until this week, were like where I was doing all this administrative or um, you know client focused work, but mm-hmm. not actually working in on <laughs> like just raw this on raw SEO and for the last week, like uh this week it's just been all SEO. And I've been having the most marvelous time and I've been thinking SEO and um so I didn't really prepare for this show, except I have a great thing to talk about a little bit later. Um, let's see, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
2: jump in here now and just say because I, I know before the show now I was I was looking stuff up and, and doing different things, but I heard uh heard you and uh uh, and Brasco chatting you're touching on the occupy series of stuff not going to go political on this um, but over on search engine watch um, if you if you take a peek over there Frank Watson uh did an article turns out there's an app right now it's a it's a one button app it's going to be releasing for iphone shortly already for android um and and it's it's if you're getting arrested
3: (laughs) during the occupy series um
2: because you won't be able to text and that sort of thing you just launch the app it's one button and it it sends a message out to a preset number of people who are set to receive your text your lawyer your mom your whoever um and and it's geared towards people who are Being arrested, just uh, quickly be able to just hit one button and yeah, away they, uh, (laughs) away the message goes and and alerts all the people that may need to know that uh, you're being picked up by the cops. So interesting one. Um, also has some interesting other uh, other applications. It's funny because it it was put to this, but you can customize the message that it is. Um, so I was actually thinking it's also a, also has some uh, additional features that I or or some additional purposes that I, I could see coming down. You know I wouldn't mind, um, you know say my grandmother having it installed and stuff like that because it's a one button and it will send any text you want to a preset grouping and um, for people who have you know say uh, elderly relatives or or, or people who. May not have the dexterity in in a critical moment to go typing messages to you to be able to just hit one button and and let you know, you know, help, right, or, or something like that. So interesting other applications, but I thought the the the, the launch of its purpose was uh, was kind of timely and and kind of interesting.
1: I think yeah, um, not trying to go political at all. Uh, the, the, the the my first thought when 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 we were talking about the I got arrested app is. Even though the Occupy movements, their encampments may be winding down now, and you know, after after a few months of camping in town squares around Amer- around North America, and around the world, maybe it is time for them to wind down. But this is this is reading this the Occupy movement. I think um, from a internet perspective is so interesting. Is it's the first mass movement in North America of the digital age made up of people who can actually understand the digital age. Um, one would say the Tea Party might be the first major mass movement in North America during the digital, digital age, but, you know, don't mean to <laughs> sound like a jerk, but many Tea Party members don't really get the internet. Um, you know, a series of dump trucks and tubes and stuff. Um, but the Occupy movement... They certainly get the internet. They get social media. They get uh, iPhone and Android apps, like like smart device apps. They understand that. So the camps may be winding down, but this is almost like an entrepreneurial movement, an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit in this movement, where you know people are just doing socio political action for themselves and then sharing it. Was hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions, using the internet, as you know, demonstrated by the "I just got arrested" app.
2: Well, it, it's true, and it, one thing that I was thinking about while I was, you know, have been, you know, obviously I've been paying paying attention to this as it's, as it's been going. But you you sort of remind me of of a thought that I had, which is is interesting, and we saw it, you know, in unfortunate <laughs> circumstances as well, such as uh, the riots over in the UK and stuff. Um, but it almost is indicative of a. You know, quasi de evolution of, of of sorts. Now it's an evolution of technology, but you hit uh, the occupy being a great example where, and, and as you were discussing earlier, there's no real official leadership to speak of. Um, so we end up in a, in a situation where it's it's this. The the interconnectivity or, or, or the the gathering and, and you know quasi organization of this thing is done via these you know smartphones and things like that where it's just it, it's evolving in and of itself and you end up with us almost acting like a like a a series of ants right where where it's this hive mind it's it's this collective organization of individuals um, as opposed to a, a more hierarchical or, or more. You know, in the in the natural selection purposes of things, the the more evolved sort of social segmentation. Um, no, we've got a, a group of individuals all acting without any specific leadership, um, but able to keep all connected because of of our our you know sort of progress or their progressive use of, of digital devices. So, um, well, but it, it's again, a very watch interesting. Watch this
1: concept. movement evolve, and I think you'll see it's going to evolve a lot like the internet did, where it's a you know fairly anarchic space. There's there's no. Uh, Aside from um, you know, the overarching laws of common decency, there's not a lot of laws covering content on the internet. You know? Right. Um, people can put up whatever the hell they want to put up. And as we're seeing with the Occupy movement, with no organized spokesperson, you're going to get some very intelligent and insightful analysis, and you're going to get some tinfoil hat weirdness. And it's right. all <laughs> going to come out. Um, Indeed, indeed. Um, And so again, this evolution is going to, I think, you know, watch closely. It'll be interesting to see if it does sort of move like the internet. Because remember in the early days when we all had this, like, common notion of um, collegiate respect on the internet? You know, you're a webmaster, I'm a webmaster, we're sort of running this place, let's, you know, work it together. And now that's devolved to where there's just, you know, there's just so many players involved in, 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 in putting stuff up, running the web, doing, doing SEO, research marketing, um, that a lot of that cooperative spirit has devolved into what I think new players would call cliquishness or old boys' networks, Yeah. when in fact, it's not. It's just folks who've been working together for years who still have this common ethos.
2: Yeah, and you know what I mean. You and I've kind of chatted on this when we talk about the the challenges of uh, you know uh, newer attendees at conferences and things like that. Like in into that context, where I can't help it that I've got friends there, right? And these are friends that I've developed over years. And you know, yeah, it sucks. I remember that first conference, and you know, I was I was lucky to have you there, and you um, were experienced in the conference scene and stuff. But people who don't have that going on. Um, and and of course that exists, you know, just sort of throughout the, throughout the realm, but there's always room for, for newer people to come in. it's just, I understand that challenge. It's like, you know, starting in a new high school in grade 11, right? Or something like that, where it's just, there's, there's a social cliques are already set up and it's not cliques like they, you know, we don't want to welcome new members in. It's just, I've already got my friends and we all sit at the same table and you're not sitting there. So so we're not talking to you, but it's not because we hate you. It's just. You know, yeah. we don't know you. So when I think, you know, who am I, you know, going to go and invite out for a beer, well, I invite that guy I've seen and who's already my friend and I haven't seen him in six months because, uh, you know, since the last conference or, or a couple conferences ago. So, um, but I, I do under, understand that, that sort of mentality of things. But it will be interesting when as we hit digital devices and, and a much more, uh, you know, a stronger and stronger, more prevalent use of social media and stuff, how this will change. Because as you know, you know, I have... You know, four digit Twitter followers, as do lots of people. Like there's a lot more newer people that I would follow in these informal ways, as as I'm sure you would too, and most of our listeners. And how will that start to change things as we do start to quasi know each other and then we'll be meeting for the first time? Even you know, you may be new to the industry, but I've I've seen your tweets around and I may have you know, friended you on Facebook or, you know, Google Plus or something. So now I am starting to get more and more. Um You know sort of quasi connections with people that i wouldn 't have known say five or six years ago. I-, I would never have had that connection at all. So one might argue it would have actually been harder before. Yes, these cliques might be more established now that we 've added another five or six years of the cementing of these relationships, but i 'm also meeting more and more people now and and would have that connection, so it won 't be as awkward to come and talk to people because you've already had some connections, you've read their tweets, you've retweeted their stuff, you may have even had brief communications at 120 characters each uh, for a little while, so um, it'll
1: certainly. be interesting. Certainly, certainly. Um, okay, we should do at least one more thing of these. You know, you know I, I'm a real jerk for thinking this, but I'm a real jerk at the best of times, so I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know what my second thought when you talked about the uh, I just got arrested? Um iPhone app was? (laughs) What's that? The cost of spam just got a lot cheaper. You can (laughs) hire, like, absolute idiots, like people who are just um, like IQ 72 or something. Mm -hmm. As long as they can push a button, you can send a message out to a selected number of recipients. Mm hmm Right? So you just buy a whole bunch of email lists, right? Get this app on a whole bunch of, like, you know, um, iPhones and Androids and stuff, or, you know, get people to download the app onto their smart devices, um, pay them two cents every time they click the button. Right. Blast anyway, the message out. the cost yeah. of spam just got cheaper. Thanks, Steve Jobs.
2: <laughs> well, now it's, it's only on Android so far, so it's it's coming up for iPhone, oh, but not there yet.
1: Oh, so it's um, Eric Schmidt's fault.
2: That's, That's right. That's right. Well, oh, thanks, Eric. <laughs> Um, I have some interesting news but I guess you had called uh, it's about time for a break so I will uh, come back uh, come back with that so um, for from uh, Jim Hedger Digital Always Media and Dave Davies of Beanstalk SEO you're listening to Webcology and we'll be back in just a couple minutes
3: this
0: WebmasterRadio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja—an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas, mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com The Ninjas are
3: coming. As you know, being an expert at f***
0: What did she say?
3: requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. Performance to the next level. The
1: language!
3: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Acquisio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Equizio.com to get a demo today. Acquisio, Search. Social. Display. One platform. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for
0: eBrands. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media Dave Davis Beans, so and Dave Davies from SEO. And yeah, that is interesting news. Um, Dave uh, took us out Saying he had some interesting news for us. He just sent me the link, um, in Skype. So Google might penalize you for carrying too many ads, huh? Hello. Yes, yeah, so there we go. You
2: know what, sorry? You know what? I, I type really loud so I muted it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, that's- yeah. Sorry about that, folks, uh, but it saved you listening to me type. Um, yeah, the, it's uh, an interesting article, um, and, and it's not the first time I've heard this. It's actually about the the third, but uh, again, over at, uh, over at Search Engine Watch today, an article by uh, John Rapton, um, talking about um, a, a sort of uh, announcement out of Google that they may start penalizing sites for having too many ads, starting to take a look closer. And, and of course, there's going to be some technological glitches there, but um, apparently they've they've evolved and they get better understandings of where your content is fitting graphically on a page like anybody who's you know comfortable with style sheets and things like that is well acquainted with the fact you can move blocks of content around visually while keeping it located in normal spots and in, in the code so um... google's on that and basically they're they're gonna have it impact what i would I'll, you know I'll refer to a, a term from pay-per-click but they'll have it impact your uh, your seo quality score um, and, and basically, start to start to nail you a little bit based on the number of ads that you may have placement of those ads on the on the site. Which I found interesting that they'll be launching it in that capacity. Um, one would have thought, and and I always did, that it was just sort of a self fulfilling prophecy. Like as long as Google's looking at what your stick rate is and what your click through rates are and things like that, it just sort of you know if your site sucks, your bounce rate's going to be high. Google knows when you are back at Google, and 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 down you'll go. But um. Looks like they're they're going to be taking this head on, um, which is also uh, also going to be an interesting thing. Now, from that article as well comes uh, a an interesting ad. Here we are, time number, I don't know, four hundred and eighty three that I have heard this statement made in the past <laughs> decade. Um, over at uh, over at PubCon, Leo Laporte made the announcement. <coughs> SEO will be dead within the next six months. So, Jim, looks like you and I need some new jobs. Oh, Uh,
1: man. Are we dying again?
2: We're dying again. I know. Are they
1: spelling spelling it um, (laughs) D-I... Like D-I-E or D-Y-E?
2: No, it's uh, D-E-A-D. Dead. So, yeah, no, SEO is going to be dead. Um, Fortunately, after that, um, cuts took the stage and... Patted us all on the head and and let us know that no, it won't. <laughs> um, I mean, it's 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 a funny thing. We hear this over and over again. Like somehow uh, people are going to stop using search engines to find uh, products and services and information, right? I mean, we know this isn't isn't you know going to be. <laughs> we know people will continue to use search engines, but yeah, things are are obviously with personalization, localization, adjusting you know the way things are appearing. Um, you know, in the search results, you know, the the, the fairly recent um, announcement out of Google, which I absolutely love but when you're looking up company name related to a city, a lot of the times just by default to the right-hand side of the search result, you're going to start to see a big map with a quick link to directions, right? They're assuming that if I'm looking up, you know, Taco Bell, Victoria, BC, that what I'm looking for is, you know, directions to get to it, right? No, so yeah, um, Directions
1: so- to the toilet
2: well yeah fair enough it's funny because i list off a fast food chain i haven't been to and probably well since before people were announcing seo is dead but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh but yeah i mean that's uh and then so so things are changing and, and that's what what cuts basically got up and uh uh and noted um he started his his segment there um Joking about a tweet that said he spit out his morning coffee in, in reaction to it, whether that 's true or not, I have no idea, but I, I think it was more a, a tongue in cheek thing but um, we 've heard this announcement a billion times. It keeps changing it it it, it never dies and and that 's because search engines are are still there, and as long as they 're there there 's going to be somebody helping to put pages you know up there so I think people keep i I, I like your analogy, and I know you sat on the panel um, you know, and, and, and using the term D-Y-E, right, instead of D I E. I think that was, that was a, a great use of, of a little tongue-in-cheek um, because it is exactly what happens. It's constantly changing. You know, read your white papers. Read your patents. Pay attention to what's going on. Um, and you can see, I mean, heck, you've been an SEO for, what, 14 years? They're not even the same engines anymore. So
1: <laughs> so, in, an, in an age of personalization and localization, let me ask you point blank, Dave. And I, I mean, it's, a, it's almost a rhetorical question because I think I know the answer to this already. Do you know how to get a local listing?
2: Uh, you know, that's a funny one because in in, in the age of local, unsigned in, um, yes, yes, there there are well as much as anybody can because there are well, you know it and I know it. Yes, it's a mathematical formula. Yes, it's a science. But nobody can say, since the champ stood up and interrupted that session back then, nobody can get up there. Not even Matt Cutts, who I've seen in videos, go, I think this is a factor, or I think this isn't. Nobody can get mm-hmm. up there and list it all off. Nobody. But there are definitely ways
1: that you can uh, send the, the same right thing signal. we've been doing forever. Affect a website in such a way that it is most likely to come up high in whatever form of search under... Keyword phrase targets. Yeah, I mean,
2: that's but you what hit what on an does. interesting one because local is is where it starts to get well one of the areas where it starts to get a little wonky, right? Because you've got these map results filtered in, and um, you know, fortunately, um, and, and and I have seen greater you success as tools to deal with
1: that. Though they it's sure do a matter of knowing where they are and using them.
2: That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
1: That's what SEOs do.
2: Well, that's that's right. And I mean, the thing is, I think part of it is we're. They're constantly changing what they're doing. It was just like a week ago that all of a sudden, you know, now, okay, there's a map with directions if you search a company name in in this area. They're constantly changing it. So admittedly, they're not really giving us as much time as we used to have. I mean, you remember the Google dance that like once every five, six weeks now there's an update. And well, whether it's great or whether it sucks, you're stuck with it for another four to six weeks. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> there's a constant dating. update going on now. I mean, it's, there's, there's the, 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 the search engine is educating itself. It's indeed. Amazing. Indeed.
2: And we're not seeing the same, so, I mean, back then, it, it was, it, the page looked the same. It just, changed what the results were. Now, all of a sudden, we're you know, and and this has been happening for a while, we're seeing the page, lo- you know, the, the page is changing, the the way that the, the results are being displayed is changing. Um, what kind of results are, are, are appearing is changing. Um, so we're not getting quite the same amount of time that we used to get to sort of analyze, figure out what's going on, and, and then work, but... Um, you've been around long enough i've been around long enough a lot of our listeners have been around long enough or you know i mean they're listening to our show we know they're intelligent wonderful human beings um so to understand that you know think about it right and i mean that's what it really boils down to a lot of the times is just don't rather than thinking about the engine from your perspective every single time think about it from their perspective what what do they want um, when they're showing a local result for, you know, uh, you know auto or oil change, right, or, or something like that, what did they want to see? Where would they be logically pulling signals from? Um, and if we can start to think more and more, and, and I think this is getting more and more necessary, as is, is long as we're thinking more about what is the engine wanting to produce out of this, I think we get a much better idea, and, and Local's no exception. I mean, what does Google want? Google wants you to use them for everything. We know this, right? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what Google Plus is about. That's what analytics, conversion optimization, web methods. They want everything. So would they use having a Google Places page as a signal, do you think? <laughs> of course they do. Um, you know, so making sure you're thinking from the engine's perspective and going, what do they want me to do? Um, and, and as long as you're sort of focusing on how, how are they going to react. And sometimes it's simple like, how, what does Google want me to do? Whether it is necessary, you know, like a Google Places page, it may not really be relevant, but it does it, from a purist marketing standpoint. Uh, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say from here it's marketing, but from a global marketing, am I going to get whacks of traffic from my Google's Places page? Probably not. But it is sending the right signals to Google. So in some cases, it's... It going
1: I, to affect overall search results somehow? I don't know. You, Probably. You know, I strongly I, believe it does.
2: I would say since since we started seeing the, the map results appearing in localized search, I think without under question, cer- you can say it's, under it's there. Under certain
1: types of searches, a branded search or a um, you know specific... Geolocation search, yeah, it absolutely has an effect. You can Indeed. see, it. and you can well, see it well, a lot on generic searches. Right easily, using Where,
2: places. I, I know if you search up "airport shuttle," fairly generic term, but Google's pretty much figured out that when I search that term, and and I just searched it recently. I know, like it knows that I'm actually looking for, I don't want to know generic shuttles, you know, across, you know, in in my, I'm in Victoria, I'm not in Miami. I don't need to know the airport shuttle service. If I wanted Miamis, I'd search Miami. So they're they're very good at also, well, they're starting to get very good. They're not perfect yet. But it also even taking some of these generic terms and filtering in the map results going, we're going to assume what you want is to figure out who can take you to the airport where you are, right? So, I mean, even in those ones, they're they're starting to get pretty good with that, and having that places page um, is going to be handy, but, you know, you're, you also need all those other signals, things as, you know, where you may not always know exactly whether it's going to work, but having your area code on your site, okay, will it, will it not? Well, if it doesn't now, it may later, right? I mean, where you got to play your odds and go, hmm.
1: <laughs> well, well I sure don't forget, I mean, like... The, the one of the things I'm having a, I'm having a hard time uh, with in dealing with clients is trying to get across the idea that there isn't one type of Google search anymore. We can't talk about a Google search result because um, you know there's Google Places that could be affected. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Google Local, that could be affected by the way you enter a search query so you enter a search query with a geographic modifier um, Pizza North Toronto mm-hmm. and you're going to get a specific type of search result because Google sees a geographic modifier and goes, okay, I know this person wants this type of search result yeah. um, but you're on the road you're searching from a mobile device Google knows that you're on the road with your mobile device and you search for um, Pizza McCannaran Airport because you're on your way to PubCon or something um, or Taxi McCannarin. you get a totally different type of search result um, the Pizza Toronto one is going to be influenced by the multiple, the times I've typed that multiple times because you know, I'm 43 I forget stuff now <laughs> um, um, well the uh, Taxi McCannarin. Chances are you search that once or twice a year, max, or you've never searched it before, you'll get a totally different type of results You Say you're representing a very large company or even a a medium-sized company that has um, influence in more than one local area. Maybe it has franchises. Maybe it's a large e-com. There is a half dozen different types of search results that may come up depending on where the user is, the search user, what query he or she enters, and what kind of device they're using. So you can't talk about Google search results anymore. What we, what we have to talk about is, how to phrase this, um, getting your clients or your own documents out of Google's index Oh, I'm sorry, into, into, deeply into Google's index and making, it, making those documents as available to all these different types of search as possible. You mentioned postal code or zip code earlier. Yeah. Yes, throw it on your page. Absolutely. But have a bunch of other pages made up with really good topic, or I'm sorry, really good content, topical content, that have other zip and postal codes on the page because um, we 're working in a global environment that 's increasingly being localized
2: well indeed, and then of course as 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 you know and and i 'm familiar with, then you also get you know one step you know even more complicated to go not only are we localizing, not only are you know different things showing from different locations and different devices, but then these pesky users are now signed in
1: <laughs>
2: and yep. now they 're you know now on top of that we 'll start. Catering things to individual users, um, it's funny. I was, I've been, I've been hanging on, um, you know, as tight as I could to uh, to the idea of, of ranking reports. I mean, how how long have people been saying ranking reports are um, you know not relevant anymore? Ranking reports are, are you know less and less important. And, and consistently, I've tried to hang on to these things as a important. Um, it's it's a, metric you know, it.
1: It it's, it's a great metric. It's a
2: great metric. But so often now, I'm having to go back going. We need to look at your analytics. <laughs> we, we we need to be judged um, based on analytics and based on this traffic because of the weird ways that, that people are coming in. I may show you're ranking number three, but when you search you from your mobile, you're not seeing you at number three. You're seeing, you know, you're on page two, right? And and these things that are just making it so, yep, I'll keep running ranking reports. And this means on a brand new clean server where nothing's been clicked that's running out of, you know, this location, here's where you're ranked. <laughs> and, and and so we can see, you know, on a, on a perfectly flat generic world from a PC with no click history. Here's how you rank, um, but how does that translate to the real world? Eh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a metric, <laughs> but um, but you know more than that um, is okay. Now let's look at your analytics. Okay, well your rankings haven't moved that much, or at least the ones we're monitoring. Your traffic's up eighty percent. Okay. <laughs> Was that a successful SEO campaign? Not for these three phrases, but it sure is for those ones. Um, you know that may not have been on the radar of ranking reports, but you know that you know because you make a healthy site with lots of good content and some good you know uh, link diversity and and uh, you know target pages. Um, so it, it's 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 really made things really really um, interesting. Shall we say it? I mean, to to that context, is Leo right? Is SEO dead? To the to you know, if you were an SEO back in two thousand one and you didn't adapt,
1: yep, oh, yeah,
3: <laughs> well, yep, but sure you know is. If,
1: you were, if you're using two thousand one ideas and methods, and people are paying you good money to use two thousand one methods, shouldn't be in business. You should be dead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it sucks, but um, you're taking people's money. You got right. you got you know, shoot. <laughs> Yeah, SEO is dead if you're an, if you're an old and unevolved. Yeah. But then again, if you're old and unevolved, you actually died three years ago. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. So, um,
2: you know what? There is more. You made one of the most bold statements um, that uh, I think man, I have heard. Per- such a feeling. Um, but you know what? We are we're sitting here. We're at about uh, we're at about twenty minutes uh, to the hour. Um so I'm going to take us out here for a quick commercial break and come back uh, for our listeners with one of the most bold statements I think I have heard. But until then, this is Dave Davies from Beanstock SEO with Jim Hedgeter from Digital Always Media here on Webcology on WebAster
0: Radio. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
3: Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
0: In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and
3: honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1 866 625 5717. That's eBrands with a Z for
0: eBrands! In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your
3: destination.
0: and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com webmasterradio.fm keeping you out of rush hour traffic commercials off now back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm you are the host jim hedger and Dave dv
2: Welcome back. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined as always by uh, by the person who made one of the most bold statements I have heard in recent history, Jim Hedger from Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Jim, why don't you uh, why don't you let uh, let our listeners know what was this statement that was oh so bold, uh, and then you're going to have to back it up, my friend.
1: Well, you know um, how how you know, uh, Kim Kardashian just got Kim Kardashian just got divorced. Um, Kardashian. Kardashian. And I can't even get her last name right either. I, just, I feel <laughs> terrible about this. Well,
0: if I were looking at her, I probably wouldn't get the name right either. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: no, that wasn't the statement. Um, earlier in the show, I, I said that I've been like um, elbows deep in actual SEO this week and in actual analytics, and I've had to think a lot about um, you know the the effects of there. I've been doing a lot of search theory. Um, remember the old days back at Stepforth, Dave when uh, we'd go out in the balcony and you know you, me, and Ross would go out in the balcony, share cigars, and just talk about w- the wheres and the whys and you know what's happening with uh, with, with with search, with Google's evolution, with the uh, the deals that were being made in, in amongst the search companies. Um, those were so much fun. I used to hang out and think about why these changes are happening and what they're meant to affect in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm scared to say this on air, like seriously, um, but I'll go with it. We only have 10 minutes left. It's not like I can really dig myself too deep anyway. <laughs> um, oh, I've seen you dig yourself in, in less time than that. <laughs> uh, here we go. I have, um, I'm pretty comfortable with thinking I've got a handle on the freshy panda update. All um, right, now panda has been actually a series of updates, and what uh, what Byron in the chat room chat room is calling milk, I'm calling freshy. But I guess uh, um, one way or another. Uh, 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 the the, the the new algo shift, the one that we alluded to last week on the show about, like, you know, super fresh content. Um, okay. I think I got a handle on what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and how SEO is most importantly, like, How to SEO for it. Okay, well, let's start with uh, what are they doing? Okay. Um, Google, for years, had... Built its ranking system on the value of one link leading, you know, the the, the vote of a link, the value of a link leading to a page. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant at the onset, easily manipulable, um, and the the algorithm has shifted momentously ever since. Google commodified links originally. Big mistake, but the fact that they used them as the base kernel for the algorithm made them into commodities. Yep. Google never liked that except when they did. But for the (laughs) most part, they've taken a very dim view of it. Nevertheless, the kernel of their algorithm, the thing that makes them extraordinary and different, is still the relationship between one page and another page based on, you know, the the, the, the the city of the web links. Yep. What Google has been trying to do with panda um, with uh the, the, the infrastructure updates like Big Daddy and Caffeine um and now with Freshy is multifold. First of all, as you said earlier in the show, Google likes being the one meta environment. AOL wanted to be the one meta environment. Microsoft, on the desktop, is a similar meta environment. Yeah. Right now, the battle is for the hearts and minds. The one meta is keywords, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, right now, the battleground is the mobile device, the tablet, the uh, computer without a massive hard drive, the cloud. Yep. Yeah and it's all about presenting environments that are both social and productive as believe me this relates back to SEO and this relates back to, Freshie, to the fresh panda that I've been flirting with all day. um... as user behavior changes where goes the user it goes the money speed things up, and also because just the way that, that mobile devices display them, Google's playing around with where ads are, where its paid ads are displayed on on, on the, uh, on search results pages. I'm, I'm holding that up as evidence that Google is moving um, its focus to how to monetize mobile more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, Because links were commodified by Google, junk content became a tool. Lots and lots and lots of junk content. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, you gotta bulk you gotta bulk sites up, uh you gotta make your site credible. The larger a website, the more updated a website. Um Okay, why well, we gotta note watch the time. Um the, the, the more credible a website, the larger a website, uh, the more content a website, the better it's going to rank in Google, the better it's link, its link network and link profile is likely to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Um, and so for the last three or four years, we've seen the rise of the content factory, the content networks. And they've been using article and link marketing. Huffington Post is, is a great example of this. Just really drive spider traffic and live human traffic around. Um, at the same time, we've seen the rise of the social media, okay, and that that absolutely changed the game. But it provided Google the the ability to create a new platform for the meta environment, which may or may not work. We're going. To work. This is Google Plus. Um, content has to be fast and ever-changing. Twitter and Facebook have changed the way people relate to the, web, to the web. Google, again, is trying to jump in this bandwagon with Google+. I'm finding the search results themselves, the SERPs, are almost becoming oversimplified, and I imagine that's so that they, they, they themselves can be social media interactive and mobile interactive. So what's this got to do with on-page content with uh, Fresh and Panda? Panda was trying to slice away all the bullshit. Panda was trying to get rid of all the uh, crappy pages, the crappy links, the crappy article marketing, the uh, really crappy race to the bottom um, content factories, you know, where you get paid like 3 or $4 for 1,500 words. Mm-hmm. Um, Google is trying to get rid of all of that stuff. It's gumming up the search engine, It's presenting really useless content to search users when all this real estate on the search page is becoming, on the search result page is becoming more and more and more valuable. In a social media world, things got to move quickly. In a mobile world, things got to be stripped down and people want the information now. Having eHow articles come up for an informational search does not help the user. It helps the people that eHow sold links to. Doesn't help Google. Right. So, what do we as SEOs gotta do? I can't name the client. I can say that they are a transnational, a multinational brand. And they've got us, Digital Always Media, doing some uh, pretty funky competitive reports for them. Funky in that we're finding I'm finding what I think is one of the most clever, massive. Totally relevant, beautifully constructed link networks with great fresh content being changed very frequently. I mean, these guys—I I know the SEO company who's behind this, and so I'm not going to name them either. But next time I see them, I got to buy them a drink because this is brilliant. Um, it's a smaller firm too, smaller Canadian firm. Um, they're changing links? Um, they're, yeah, they're building fresh content on uh, multiple websites with dozens of different keyword phrase targets, like built right into the, uh, uh, registered as an, uh, the URL of the website. And they've even gone as far as having um, three or four dozen different registrants across um, even more registrars for the massive domain bar that they must have been on in the last like six to eight months or so. They've managed to create really good, not, not, not crappy $5 throwaway content that is, that is updating um, on each of these pages with each of these pages incidentally were bought for regional focus. So they've got, they've got Google Local Search locked down. Um, or they got results in Local Search, I say, locked down. Um, it's just a truly, truly brilliant, but amazingly expensive and complex strategy. And, um, well, the way you wrap your brain around a freshy panda is you throw money at it. <laughs> it's big development costs. And that's the gonna be a hard thing for SEOs in one sense, in that our a lot of our small business clients are gonna get squeezed out. It's true, yeah. But it's gonna be great for SEOs in another sense. If you're a content SEO, if you're if you're focused on writing, if you're focused on uh, on web development, that's not like this whole show has been about um, web development in one way or another. You know, we started with Flash dying. We're ending with. You've got, to, you've got to bulk up the very good content-relevant sites. They've got to be registered by like a number of agents across the geographic area you're trying to serve. So that could be internationally, nationally, or regionally. And you've got to get a stable of writers adding content. Um, in other words, you've got to make a little economy to rock on the new result search engines.
2: Valid point, but I mean, you bring up, and and in some cases this is true, where a lot of the smaller businesses are about to be shoved out the door. Um, yeah, I I which,
1: one, one thing I would, I would want to mention before you go on, Dave, I do a lot of corporate work now, so like, right, the resources I'm playing with are a little bit different than uh, a lot of small business SEO. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think in a lot of cases you're right. Um, but
2: one thing that just so that any small business owners listening to our show, and I'm sure there are many of them or, or, or SEOs and webmasters who work for small businesses, um, what I've ended up having to recommend, and I'm sure you would do the exact same thing too, is it's not like SEOs and, and, and professional copywriters are the only people that can do this job, right? I, I mean, you know, yes, we're, we're good at it. Yes, we're professionals, Um, but I, have had to get a lot of, uh, of website owners or recommend to a lot of website owners. You need to do that. I mean, website owners understand their business way better. Like I'm talking about the business owner here, understand their business. They may not have the, the fine tuning understanding of how SEO works. But their content that they would add is better than no content, and yes, they may not keep up with you know the the same company who's you know copywriter is Jim Hedger who's pumping out five pages a day and you know uh, optimizing the heck out of them and that sort of thing. But if they want to position themselves to keep up, it's not a completely lost cause. Um, but of course all website owners need to be aware that they do need to be generating content if and, and I think you're 100% right and I mean you you made it was a bold statement you made but I think the conclusion uh, is something I can certainly get on board with I'm sure most people can and you know what panda aside, uh, I, there's I more to pages a lot to of
1: here. stuff Dave, because we only had 10 minutes now we have no minutes oh goodness we're getting we're getting we're getting the uh, the the um, harry crook from uh, Oh, sorry—the wooden crook from the shepherd's crook from the from the winds here. Yep. It's a it Virginia. SEM <laughs> <laughs> um, synergy is coming up directly after us, and you know when they're in the building, huh. folks like us just have forgotten. It's sad, really. <laughs> but it's great that I mean, it's, sad. it's not sad at all. It's wonderful that that Virginia and Bruce and the SEM synergy crew are coming up after us. i gonna leave. That's sad. Um. And it's to cut you off, Dave. Um, there's a lot more I want to say on this really cool strategy I came across. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things. You come across an SEO campaign that's done right, and it blows your mind to see how intricate and beautiful and elegant it can be.
2: Indeed. but You better take us out, my friend, because otherwise Brasco is going to just
1: cut us off. Yeah, he does that. Okay. Folks, you've been listening to WebCology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, the 10th of November. Stay tuned. We're being uh, followed by SEM Synergy, the folks from Bruce Clay Incorporated. Uh, Virginia and Bruce will be joining you after these messages. We're out of here. We'll talk to you next week.